Hey Josh, uh, for my opening bit, I thought about doing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something like, wait, 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 no, no, I'm going to do it. Hold on. I, I think I have another idea. Wait, wait, what if I did that? Um, or hmm. I could do that. Uh, you know, I, I just have too many options. There's yeah. too many options. Uh, it, it's just, it's just too much. It's too Hello? much. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Konnichiwa. But, uh, Aloha. Uh, too many. Ola. So so many. Too many. You know what? I I, I just I just got to choose something. Just got to do something. That's just, right. Do, just. But how know. will you choose? What parameters uh, well, are you using to choose by I'm which? Just, which I'm just I'm just gonna say uh, welcome to the backlog breakdown. Ah. I mean, you're Josh, and I am. Uh, it's been another two weeks, buddy. That's true. It has it's been, been a fortnight. It's been two weeks. Mm. Just I was paid. making it a point to call it a fortnight this entire yeah. episode to prevent I, that. I, well, you know what? Like, listen, um, and I'm not trying to be a buzzkill, um, but I, I need the small victories right it's now. It's going to happen. I, I need them. I need them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, for a heads up, guys, like if I sound like just uh, inappropriately happy um or whatever i don't know like there's gonna be a weird energy off off this one for me i mm-hmm. think uh last tuesday uh february 2nd i believe uh, my grandfather died and mm-hmm. uh it it's been weird it's just been a weird week um yeah and i was i was fairly close my my grandfather my my wife was reading his obituary and this it, this is mm-hmm. so like such a weird sort of like Again, sort of maybe a very buzzkilly sort of intro, sort of catch up, but it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded that death is not how things are meant to be. Um, and but you know, I take I take comfort in the fact that my grandfather you know, believed and trusted in, on the Lord Jesus Christ. As far as I know, um, you know, I mean, he raised all of his children to be believers. He, most of his grandchildren profess faith in Christ. And so awesome. I, I believe he's with our king. I believe he has entered into his rest and he is, uh, you know, in the presence of, of the Lord. And so I, I, in a way, can take a great amount of joy in that. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss my grandpa. There's a lot of stuff where, and, and, you know, and I think to a certain extent, it just, it hasn't like hit me that he's okay. not yeah. here anymore mm-hmm. um, because it's all been sort of very remote and in a lot of ways like i think i've sort of like my approach is just like well life goes on and i, I took a day i mm-hmm. took a day of bereavement and and stuff and it's like but then it was just like it just felt weird sort of sitting around and just getting stuck in my own head and i'm like it's just better have something to do anyways okay yeah that's that's a really weird cold open <laughs> no but, i mean but, no you you segued out of the cold open you were into the the fortnights and that's yeah. what you've been dealing with yeah that's that's sort of like that's that's been it and and what's even weirder okay and maybe it's just my family is just like we're it's that stoicism that i was ah. just sort of raised in i guess maybe uh but we had made plans to, with my like this week i'm on vacation this week um, nice. i took it took a week of vacation um and it's kind of a working vacation we're actually doing sort of a facelift slash light renovation to the kitchen uh and it's 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 a bulky project that's going to take like the bulk of the week and that's with mm-hmm. my dad helping now we did make some like headway most the, the, all the electrical work is done already so it's intense um, 
and that's uh so we're like a day or two into it at this point in time but dad ended up coming out like i was sort of just assuming that he would stay home uh with my mom yeah. but she she kind of uh pushed him to come out and so i'm just kind of like you know it's it's good i'm enjoying that time with my dad we've uh we played some chess uh on the, nice. the ps4 uh and we, we've just it's been kind of like so yeah there, like i said if there's just like some weird energy there's a lot of like context that now you guys can be like oh that's why nate sounds like you know <laughs> <laughs> well like like he does but uh yeah it was like i said it's just like my grandpa's with the lord um yeah and uh i believe that i'll, I'll see him again and yeah. that won't even be the best part like the best part will be like you know being in the presence of our our lord with him so uh, anyways yeah so now that i have appropriately sort of like you know fixated on death entirely too much <laughs> uh, uh like unlike our yeah unlike last episode uh the finch family <laughs> right. yeah, and their yes. we weird sort of a uh, predilection <laughs> towards just like mm -hmm. sort of whimsifying uh mm -hmm. the grim realities uh right how, how have you been josh <laughs> Um, well, I've been, I've been busy is probably just the first thing that I'll say. So, you know, this is a video gaming podcast that we have that we do bi-weekly. Um, but there has not been very much video gaming for me in the past couple of weeks, uh, just because I've had a bunch on my plate. And I mean, okay, I say that I'm kind of tongue in cheek, um, because I know, you know, part of what we like to talk about too is uh you know stewardship and things along those lines and so like it's just kind of taken a back seat over the past couple mm -hmm. weeks um so i really like the first week when we recorded the last episode i don't think i played anything outside of maybe a few minutes of vita uh you know in between exercises like we've talked about before and that and that was basically it so that week i i can't remember if i mentioned it on the bro hang or if it was on the episode proper but i did preach at my church so yeah, preparing a message, go? it went well. So first time preaching inside two services. Um, so first time like two different ones kind of back to back. Uh, it, it did go well as, you know, as, as the tech guy on staff, I'm always, you know, at, back at the tech booth on Sunday mornings. And so uh, it was, it was weird, like not to be on the other side. And I was, you know, like I was preparing for it, getting kind of people in place and stuff like that. And, of course, pandemic doesn't help um, is in, in terms of like how many people I have and who's comfortable coming back and, and serving and things like that. So there's um, yeah, there's there's a number of things there. Uh, but that was that was one thing. But in terms of like actual, um, you know, if, if I were to critique myself preparation, I could have done more to prepare. Um, but for what it was like, I do feel I do feel good about the message. Um, I, I do think it, it went off pretty well. I felt, uh, pretty comfortable as someone who's new to this, you know, <laughs> I haven't done this very many times. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't too, uh, overwhelming. Uh, I just kind of compartmentalize things and, and by the time, uh, Sunday hits, I'm like focusing more on like presentation. So the, one of the other things is that, you know, working at the church, I actually went up on Saturday and just kind of like prepared, there like in the room uh just so that it wouldn't i wouldn't be in my own head that morning and so that helped too to just kind of like 
do kind of like a dry run with no yeah, one in yeah, the room. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so no, I, I think it went well. Yeah, of course, there, there are things that I can critique. Um, but for the most part, I think it went well. God was good and gave me a lot of material, you know, as I was, as I was kind of researching, you know, studying, studying is probably the right word. And, and even just talking it over with, with some different people as well. And, you know, kind of look into that. It, it gave me a new perspective on the text. I was preaching out of Luke one. It was the Benedictus. So basically it was a story of, of Zechariah and Elizabeth Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so there, there's a lot of cool stuff there. Like even mm-hmm. just his, his song and the presentation of the gospel within there was super cool. So, uh, so yeah, it went well. It just took, uh, you know, it preparation for something like that. You know, it's like a 30 minute message, 30, 40, 35 minute, you know, 40 minute message. And, uh, you give it twice, but like the, there's so much more time that goes into like the preparation mm-hmm. uh, of doing it beforehand on top of just kind of normal weekly stuff. And then on top of school and, you know, being a dad and all that stuff. So it just, it made for a busy week um, for that uh, preparation. And so then like the week after that was a lot of catch up. So uh, just mm-hmm. not so much. So my evenings were spent. It was also, it was also kind of a culmination because I had two papers due that week. One was like, I had three weeks to work on a paper. Um, so I just had to write, like I'd already outlined it and done a bunch of stuff, but I had to write that. But then also I'm pretty much writing a, a paper every week in this class that I'm in right now. So it, I had two pap- papers due that week um, while I was also preaching that Sunday. So it was just a lot <laughs> there. And then the next week was kind of catch up. So not so much video games, um, but it's it, like, it was good and everything went, you know, well, uh, yeah, school went well. I got good grades on my papers. There you so go. I'm happy. Um, but yeah, that's that's been my two weeks is a lot of a lot of busyness. Like the the uh time that I've had to kind of like decompress has mostly just been spent with the family, you know, mm-hmm. hanging out. Um, you know, I wanna be a good dad too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's hard to it's hard to pull away and be like, No, I'm just gonna play video games right now. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I would say like if any the purchase you made recently is any indication of yeah. how good a father you are. <laughs> I would say you are doing just fine. Oh man. It, uh, is, that- it is like, yeah. So for, for the listener mm-hmm. uh, in our, in our bro hang, we were sort of talking and Josh showed me some shiny new Blu-rays. He just acquired mm-hmm. uh, some whole some, handful of them, some Ultramans. He, mm-hmm. he, he said, let me show you my Ultramans. <laughs> I, I said, uh, I said, Show yes. you my Ultraman, guys. <laughs> look at my Ultraman. Now I'm the Henshin dad. <laughs> I'm, I'm a dad, I'm, and I I'm, like the Henshin. I'm going. I I want one of our listeners to make that meme where it's like, I'm the captain now. Look at me. Where it's like <laughs> you and Wes, and you're saying like, I am the Henshin dad now. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, uh, I love it. Uh, but um, no. The, all joking aside, uh, we love you, Wes. And, right? Uh, yeah, I didn't I, say I that. Not, like I'm I replacing not, you. I was I just saying that allow I'm a dad. I will not allow this usurpation. I will put my foot down. No, no, certainly not. I know nothing. I know. I will. I will twenty put on episodes my, of Jeed. That's it. I will. I will put on my grumpy dad pants and say, "Not today." Back to your room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and that is that is something that we've been getting into. Uh, cool. As a That's family. With yeah, the kiddos. Yeah. So that so definitely yeah. 
being a dad uh, has, has. When you say as a family, does Samantha watch these? Uh, she's okay with it. Like she's okay, in the room, okay. but she's not going to turn it on. She's not going to suggest it to the kids. She's not going to like, then, hey, kids, want to watch right, Ultraman? Right, like, exactly. Like, she's just no, like, they like it. Cool. That's fine. Like, yeah. Kind okay. of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she laughs at how much I get into it. I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. You know, just like chuckling at the, at the yeah. crazy looking kaiju monsters, you know, dudes in suits. The sweet uh, practical the effects. effects. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just so much fun. And it, like, I'm surprised at how much it's made me just like, oh, this is so cool. I know. Um, I know. Right. Isn't it? It's just weird. It's like, it is. It catches you off guard, like how much fun it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Geed, like, I was just like, it just like hit me in that right spot. And I was just like, this is the best. Mm-hmm. This is like the best. Also, the acting is like live action anime. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's overacted to the point where it's like, oh, that's what they're going, like, that's what these anime characters are expressing. Mm-hmm. Or like, just like, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know much about Japanese culture outside of anime and manga and stuff and stuff that i know but it but from watching these shows it seems like they are a very expressive culture comparative to to ours you know american culture is not except you know you get on youtube and then yeah it's definitely all well, over the place but like hmm. the the overacting and expressions like i i see i'll put like certain shots in certain emotional yeah just expressions are like remind me of some of the manga that I've read or some of the mm. anime that I've seen. Um, and I love it. So I love yeah. it. Hmm. Just, just an, just an observation. Hey, hey uh, you know what? I'm just thinking since, you know, I, I'm sure Wes will hear this. Actually, Wes ought to prepare for his students, a cultural sort of like, you know, a cultural studies, you know, via, mm-hmm. uh, tokusatsu mm-hmm. <laughs> for his, for his, uh, you know, third graders or what, what, what grade does he teach? I can't remember. Oh yeah. No. Anyway. Yeah. I'm a bad friend, Wes, but yeah, you should, you should just do that. Just, mm-hmm. I, that's a, that's a, that actually sounds like a, a college course that I would take if I had given the option, <laughs> like, you know, like culture implications via to- tokusatsu or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I'd be, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There you go. Love it. Well, since I was going to bring that up in our uh, backlog reports anyway, do you want to roll into this? Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's let's do these reports. I, I've just got it. I've got it over here. That fully worked. Mm-hmm. Yep, those are uh, tax forms, actually. Nice. Tax, so hopefully, anyone watching on video, patrons, please don't steal my tax information. Uh, you probably wouldn't want to. Unless but, unless you uh, want to pay his taxes. <laughs> At, at, at that point in time, yeah, go fire away. <laughs> Do it. Do it. No, please. Uh, do it. Anyways, uh, so okay. Do you do you wanna do you wanna which what you been playing? What you been playing, bro? Um, uh, have what, you been have, playing? Yeah, I have been. Well, I sort of, kind of. Um, as as far as books go, I haven't mm-hmm. really read any Anna K over the last couple of weeks. There you go. Uh, I have listened to a little bit of that Rhythm of War by Brandon Sanderson. Okay. Um, and that's, it's, it's good. It's fine. I mean, the guy is like, I shouldn't say it's fine. Like I, I say that all the time, but it's like, quite fine. it is, yeah, it is, it is quite fine. Um, it is fine to quite fine. <laughs> um, that That's just like, that's going to become like part of my new 
another yeah sort of thing uh it's good it's sanderson is is a i mean he's no so this is not like great literature but it is in my opinion it's not like tolkien is like sort of like the like tolkien is the best example of like just high fantasy done well but tolkien Mm -hmm. is also what i would call literature like in the sense that like there's sort of a very like classical refinement and like sanderson is a is a craftsman but not to that extent okay there's there's a little but but it's it is it is enjoyable i am like digging it um it is very interesting because like his it's like there's kind of a part where i'm like your mormonism is showing no you know (laughs) um But like I mean, it and it's it sort of has a lot to do with the way he's built the Cosmere, um, the the world or the galaxy that his books take place in. Gotcha. So um, there's that. I did. I mentioned it in the bro hang, but I I did pick up Communion with the Triune God mm-hmm. um, by John Owen, and I I am going Tense. to be starting that here. You know, this week. In addition to the sort of the kitchen stuff that I'm doing with my dad. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Megan, Megan is involved in that as well. Um, but in addition to the kitchen stuff, I do want to sort of like carve out some time to sort of crack into that and sort of get started on that. Um, as far as games go, so uh, I th- there I actually played through a bunch of stuff. Um, okay, I beat. So I'm looking at my thing here, and I was at negative one because I had uh, right. So right now. Um, I started out with Risk of Rain. That gave me the positive one. Right. Then went through, did the completion on What Remains of Edith Finch. Took me down mm-hmm. to zero. Then I beat Dragon Quest V. Took me to negative one, which I think next episode, we're actually going to be talking about that. hey And I did watch the movie. And that was mm-hmm. uh, some interesting choices um, <laughs> were made. And, and it, was, yeah. it was fun. And it was actually really like cool looking feature i really mm-hmm. really like that that cg is like top notch yeah and yeah uh there were some narrative choices that, that i thought were a little like huh like kind of mm-hmm. like what um, you could tell that there was a lot of love poured into it though. yeah yeah you know? yeah, yeah. It, it was like yeah it did it had like sort of like almost like a pixar vibe as like far yeah. as like like not i wouldn't say as much polish mm-hmm. but it was very good very yeah. very good um but then I went on to finish Hue. Um, that's mm-hmm. that color puzzle platformery thing that I was doing. Uh, that was that was fine. It, it was not. It was great. It was. It was. Or it wasn't anything great. It was good. Um, it's sort of a middling game. It's it's sort of a should play because I think it's a very interesting. Has some very interesting screens, um, but I don't think it does anything too whatever and it's kind of like it's got like this sort of weird like exposition sort of thing like story that it tells it's it's it was okay it was like gotcha "Eh." um but then i did parker and i you know and i've sort of been playing this with my brother and then with parker the luke's a remnant from the ashes uh that's right uh one of those nights we sat down and we beat the last uh story boss like there's like a story of that game it's it's dude and 
and we're still playing that game but i rolled cred- oh, okay. like we rolled credits on it or whatever you know we sort yeah. of beat the the primary objective and it's just a dude like i there's a some of the game is like a little shallow in the sense okay. that like it's not as fleshed out or sort of it doesn't have like the polish that like maybe like something like destiny 2 or the division or you know one of these bigger sort of like ongoing service games has but like man it's got some really cool bones and i really do like this is a strong recommendation from me like i I really think like especially if you can pick it up for like 15 20 bucks i think it's well like i i honestly think it's worth 30 or 40 you know but i would say like pick it up on sale and it's you you shouldn't be disappointed it's it's got decent gunplay decent melee the challenge level there it's sort of yeah it's it's got some really interesting systems i like it i like it a lot it's 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 i'm kind of vibing on it um like i said we're going to be playing it for a little while longer and and it doesn't do anything like mind-blowingly new or different but it's got some really good ideas a really good sort of like story and stuff Uh, Mm um also streets of rage 4 um which yeah we had talked about like potential like beat-em-ups uh, to, mm-hmm. to maybe replace like uh, Castle Crashers or something like that, and or to just potential beat em ups to sort of like maybe can, Streets of Rage Four is really good music, yeah, really, really solid. Like it's fun, kind of like arcadey. Like it's just a very arcadey experience. We I played it on I I I've tried to play it on normal, and it's just like mm-hmm. I just cannot get good. <laughs> okay okay like um i've just been playing it on easy i played through it so megan and i played through it together and then uh, just sort of some nice. trophy run stuff yeah and that was like but it, it was like it's like three or four hours to sort of like maybe three hours to play through it uh but then i did do like for some trophy stuff there's like uh you you basically play through the store like you play through the the story mode with a single character the whole way through okay and there's some trophies tied to that so i'm just sort of like doing some hunting down some trophies it's it's good I, I i like it a lot it's it's kind of a simple game in a lot of ways but there's also there's some nuance there there's like like you basically sort of like spam the square button and then but you can do these special attacks with triangle but it like borrows from your health bar yeah. And you have the opportunity to like get that health back by like you know hitting like hitting enemies but you can also like if you get hit before you have that all back you can you lose that life permanently. Okay. So and it's like I mean like and there's a lot of like power ups and health recharges and stuff but like it does add like a little bit of it's it's fairly simplistic but it's it's good mm-hmm. and it it it's fun. I again it's a, it's another pretty strong recommendation. It's a pretty nice. strong should play uh, in my opinion. Uh finally rolled credits on XCOM 2 uh which is kind okay. of like uh-oh. And, and not but it's like it's good. Mm-hmm. But again, it's the the loading issues like at just gotcha. Like if they could have just figured out a way to make it load faster. Mhm. But I mean, like, dude, like sometimes it just feels like you're waiting like a minute or two sometimes in between screens. Mm. And it's like, that's kind of what was keeping me, like, I've been playing that, I sort of walked away from it and I was like, ah, I'm just going to like, just 
sort of roll credits on it's it's a serviceable story but it's it's just like it's fun scenarios and interesting but yeah i just wouldn't say it's anything like super great it's like yeah it's good and it's worth playing um but just be forewarned if you're going to play it on a console you're going to deal with some like sometimes some weird animations and ragdolling and sometimes just like some glitchiness and sometimes just like pretty obnoxious loading in my opinion (laughs) um yeah and last bit so i did uh i finished uh or not finished i bought habroxia 2 Mm -hmm. um to take a positive one so at this point in time i'm sitting at negative four for my backlog beatdown score nice Um, but yeah that habroxia 2 i haven't played it yet i probably will so at some point in time they'll drop down to a negative three or whatever but like it looks cool i like some retro stuff but you know so it it was a lot of like stuff where it's like i was sort of sitting at the edge of like that stuff because i've probably down 50 or 60 hours in xcom and wow so and probably like I'd probably say like 20 ish into remnant. So it's like, there's substantial investments in those, but like, yeah. you know, Hugh was maybe five or six hours. And then streets of age four was like, like I said, three or four mm-hmm. to, to sort of, you know, or, well, I guess if you want to count, like I've probably dumped about six or seven hours into it, but mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Uh, you're going it, for trophies. Yeah. And it's it's just fun. It's a fun like gameplay loop, and I don't mind sort of chasing down some of those trophies. Like For it's, sure. and it's it is cool. Like I think the thing that I like about Streets of Rage is is a it's a shorter sort of experience. But anyways, so that's that's where I'm at. Negative four with the backlog beat down. Twenty twenty one score. So nice. That's my backlog nice. report. How about you, buddy? What you got? Well, it's it's kind of funny. Uh, we're actually at the same uh, backlog beat down score. So we're, we're both at negative four. Yeah, I um, I, I talked about all the games that I'd beaten on the last episode. I have not beaten, like I talked about, I haven't really played much uh, over the past couple weeks. Um, but I did pick up a game. Uh, mm. Walmart was was clearancing out mm, a bunch mm, of games, mm, so I went in search of what they had. They didn't have a lot of the games that I was looking for. They didn't have, um, which is fine. You know, whatever. It's it's always just kind of like. You know, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Um, and there's a Walmart super close to the church that I work at. Um, but I did pick up Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition on Switch. And it was a little bit of an impulse buy. Um, I do really like the game, though. I've already played it. I've already beaten it, the original version on Wii. And I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, there's part of me that wants to go back and play it again. I've heard that uh, this Definitive Edition is the Definitive Edition that it's it's the version you should play there's some extra content that's added uh it cleans up a bunch of stuff it looks a lot better it plays better mm-hmm. um so the, you know the, part of it's like okay i'm just adding it to the collection i don't i'm not planning on playing it anytime soon i have xenoblade chronicles 2 that i've never played so i'm definitely going to play that one before i go back and play the first one over again but it was ten dollars new mm-hmm. at Walmart because they were yeah. clearancing it out, and so that was why I bought it because I was like, eh, even if I don't want it, like I could sell it and make you know twenty bucks or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I did pick that up. That did count towards my score. So I got a plus one on that, which brought me to negative four. Um, so that's where I'm sitting at um, in terms of what I've played over the past couple weeks. Like I said, the, basically over the past week, or <laughs> really 
over the last weekend is pretty much when I've mm. the only time that I've been playing. Um, some more Final Fantasy X. Um, that's yeah, it's it's fun. Um, I'm still. I just learned about Blitzball. Played my first Blitzball game. And, <laughs> whew, that went over my head. It's. Uh, I was talking to my my older brother about it. Um, who is not as well. He enjoys the game, but um, he also uh, readily pointed out its flaws. Uh, I will say, and but Blitzball was one of them. Uh, anyways, the so the your very first Blitzball game. Okay, you get into it, and again, I've been playing this in like little spurts for the most part. I get up to this Blitzball game, and immediately it's like, okay, you're gonna play this because your main character is a Blitzball player. You know the whole game, the whole you know six hours or whatever he's been talking about playing. You finally get to play. And the screen opens up and it's a tutorial with like 15 different selections because <laughs> it needs to explain how you're actually going to play this. So I'm like, oh, great. Like, I can't play this in spurts. <laughs> like, I need to actually play through all of these tutorials in order to understand what I'm doing and then play the actual game. So that's part of the reason why I'd set it down for a while. Um, so anyways, I do that. I get through the tu- tu- tutorials and I'm like, OK, I think this makes sense. It's complicated, but I think it makes sense. And then you start playing, and immediately I'm just like, what is going on? So I'm not in control of this character. Sometimes I'm in control, but barely any of the time I'm in control. Uh, yeah, so. So, it's a rough first experience with Blitzball. Yeah, I'll, I'll Blitzball, I actually remember liking Blitzball. Okay. Um, but okay. by the time I actually really was like kind of like enjoying it, I had a fairly mm-hmm. beefy team. Yeah. So it's like yeah. I was just like crushing dudes where I was mm-hmm. like I was like it's like suck it computer. Yeah. But gotcha. but yeah, and I think that kind of makes all the difference with that game from what I understand. Yeah, or that it's, mini game rather. Right. It, yeah, because a lot of the times it felt like okay, well I can't really do much of anything, so I don't I don't know what I'm going to do and they're going to get the ball and whatever. And whatever. It just okay. It was not a very flattering first Blitzball game. I did Mm-mm. win, but it was one to zero. Anyways, anyways, I think you're supposed to win that scripted portion of the game. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I did uh, get to the scene, the infamous laughing scene. The. That, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, got to that. It was, whew, it was something. Uh, now, yeah, it's not as bad as it sometimes it's been painted, but it's still just like, ugh. I mean, the, the voice acting is not great in the game by and large, but it was one of the very first games to be voice acted. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fully what, voice acted. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah. yeah, but it is what it is. That said, I am like, I'm still enjoying the game, the gameplay of the game. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting down. Uh, maybe this is just, maybe I'm just weird. But the battle system, I mean, it's pretty standard Final Fantasy, but you can change out your characters mid-battle. Um, I'm actually surprised at the amount of challenge that normal enemies are presenting mm-hmm. in that, like, you could be ambushed and your characters, like, one or two air characters can die before you even get a chance to attack. And I'm like, this does not seem like normal Final Fantasy. Like, this feels more like Shin Megami Tensei to me. <laughs> and I wasn't ready for that. Well... And it's been a while, but and I, we've had some conversations in the Discord about Final Fantasy X too, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, they Part introduced the, it, yeah. the bulk of the cast really pretty early on, beginning like of the you, game. Yeah, like you get everybody pretty much within the first couple hours, right? 
and then but then there is that the the other thing is that mechan- like part of the mechanic is like you can swap out party members mm-hmm. on the fly every turn yep and so which allows a lot of sort of tactical flexibility right so like i think it kind of makes sense that they would just be like well yeah you can just have dudes get wiped because you can just bounce them out on that right yes yeah after you use the phoenix down you can yeah so not but if, not if they're they're knocked out but yes but and, and also it will uh like they're not permanently de- you don't have to use a phoenix down outside of battle like mm-hmm. they they're they're brought back with one hp with outside one of battle, hp so. yep. yeah so yes. there's a lot of like sort of give and take there that i think mm-hmm. is yeah yeah i'm, I, I'm somewhere in the ballpark of like eight or so hours in okay eight to ten somewhere around there so i'm still fairly early in the game uh, well, like I said, I've only played one game of Blitzball, but um, but no, I am enjoying it mechanically. Um, the characters n- not a fan of so far, except Aaron. <laughs> Aaron's cool. Uh, Aaron is pretty cool. Yeah, don't know what's going on, but hopefully it'll be explained later. Um, some weirdness that's going on. So, uh, but speaking of weirdness in video games, the only other game that I've played. Well, we'll get into the third one. Uh, but the only other game that I've put a substantial amount of time into gaming is uh near automata mm. played that a couple times i was able to sit down for you know an hour or so a couple times this weekend and uh i am really enjoying the game it's really weird and you can tell there's like more bubbling underneath the surface that you don't know about but yeah i'm i'm really enjoying it it's a fun little like open world kind of hack and slash type game it, you can definitely tell the more that I play, the more that it feels like a platinum games. Like you can tell that they, they uh, worked on the combat because um, it reminds me of their kind of uh, action. What are, what are they called? Stylish action games. Uh, so it's fun. I was surprised. I was playing it just yesterday. I'm about yeah, probably about seven, eight hours in maybe nine hours at this point. Um, and just looking at a walkthrough, I've, gone to like seven out of the 10 major locations in the game so i'm like whoa i'm that close to the end and i'm like you know nearing like 10 hours and i'm surprised but i know you're supposed to replay it multiple times so there's that too Mm -hmm. Um, but i am really enjoying it there okay i'll give i'll give one short little story uh you know i'm not very good at brevity so uh, here we go really good at being Uh, better (laughs) but just to say that like there's more going on and I don't know what it is and I want to find out and I'm really intrigued. Okay, so the basic story is that the Earth is is not populated by humans. Humans left Earth because aliens came to Earth and deployed a bunch of machines, okay? So aliens have their machines. So the Earthlings left Earth and now they're sending androids to Earth. So androids are different than machines. Androids are being sent to Earth to destroy the machines who've taken over Earth. So that the humans can come back. This and 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 there's there's lots of podcasts out there that are willing to talk like about just the weirdness of this game. But this okay. is part of like the Dragon Guard series. Yes, like this is sort yes. of like like a branch, like a multiple reality sort of examination. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can't remember, but I've listened to the sort of the, the analysis, and it's just bizarre bonkers i've listened to what this game is about like eight times and i still have no idea what it's about of course i haven't played it yet either but it it sort of leaves me feeling like where i'd play it and i'd still kind of be like um okay (laughs) that's a take 
Yeah. And, and I'm planning on getting multiple endings, so hopefully it'll explain itself a little bit more. Um, but at this point, I mean, you can you can tell, like, you're seeing things where you're seeing, like, rogue machines and rogue androids. So you know, like, there's some stuff that your, like, command, your deployment, whatever people are not telling you. But mm-hmm. basic, so that's the, that's the basic gist of it. You get that within, like, the first hour or two. So I'm not, like, spoiling anything. But that's the basic thing. You're an android. You're trying to destroy machines. Okay. Um, I will say through a series of events, you meet some machines that are not trying to kill you. Um, And among those machines is this machine who is crying because her son has left the little area. Okay. And she's like this mother looking machine. Like she has this little apron on and this like, I, I believe if I recall, she had some lipstick on as well. And these machines look like, you know, like trash cans with a little dome head, you know, so it's not, it doesn't look like a human. I mean, it's anthropomorphic, but still. Um, And so I'm like, oh, that's weird. Oh, another thing, like with the androids, uh, one of the things is that, is that they're not supposed to show emotion, like because they are, they're androids, they're machines, they're not actually humans. So you're supposed to carry out your missions. You're not supposed to show emotion. And I get like, yes, all, all over the place, they're still showing emotions in different places because otherwise it would be a very, you know, it would have a very monotone uh, feeling to the game. It, you know, the same thing with like Jedi and Star Wars. Like, yeah, they're not supposed to have any emotions, but like, of course they're showing but emotions because they like yeah. actors act, you know, it would be, yeah. it would be a horrible movie if no one showed any emotion, if they were just, yeah, monotone the whole time. So yes, okay, there's a little bit of it in there. But in this particular instance, you go on this little side quest if you choose to. You find her son and you bring her back. And she is like sobbing and hugs her little son who, you know, it's like this little kid, basically this machine with like, who acts like a little kid, you know, mom, I hate you kind of a kind of a thing. Well, you reunite them. She gets upset and he's like, I'm so sorry that I left, whatever. Uh, and I say upset, like she's she's in tears because you brought her son back. Um, so, and they're like happy tears, but like, don't you ever leave again? Kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she, and she thanks you. Okay. And at this point, I'm just like, these are machines. Like, how do they have a mother son relationship? Why was there a machine programmed to act like a child? Why is there this machine that's programmed to act like a mother? Like there's something here. And I don't know what it is like, and I assume that the game will explain itself because it's made a point to say, you know, like these are not humans kind of a thing. So yeah, there's more, there's more. I know that there's more and I have not uncovered it is all that I'm saying. So much weird. Like, and and again, like even I played the original near not automata. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I own it. Haven't played it. Stopped. Like I got a significant chunk of the way through it and i was just like no i'm like i just i it was like one of those things where i was like kind of into it but it's like it's also like a very the original near is kind of like cumbersome there's some like really Mm -hmm. wonky stuff that goes on that is just kind of like well yeah just kind of like yeah anyways near's weird um it is it is and i'm i'm wait i'm really enjoying it like yeah, this is the game yeah. out of the few that I've been playing that I'm well. Anyways, I'll, it's, I'll talk it's about it's supposed the next to be really great. So yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm stoked. I'm loving my time with oh. it for sure. Uh, okay, so the only other game that I've been playing that's not really a game, and that's why I've kind of like hesitated to, to say it. I have gotten 
into Ring Fit Adventure a lot more. Uh, so I've owned it for a while. Um, I talked about it on a previous episode that I injured myself a little bit playing it um, after I had played it a, a few times. I just hurt my ankle. And so it took, it wasn't my ankle or my knee. I can't remember. Yeah, but the, Reg- the running in that, like the running in plays could really right. like, yeah, I could see that being it, problematic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just starting out. So So that kind of put a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. I didn't want to hurt myself again doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I kind of eased my way into it a little bit again. And then, and then I started enjoying it. And then I started looking at YouTube just on, on different people's takes on the game. And there's so much more to this game than I had originally thought. Like it has a lot of content. I'm like seven worlds in out of like 40, I think something oh, wow. like that to complete oh, the main wow. game. There's a new game plus and there's a new game plus plus. So it's like, you're in it for the long, like it is, it is not just something like after a while, it just feels monotonous kind of a thing. Um, like it, it is, so, it is constantly challenging hmm. you. What was that? Well, I got it for Megan. Um, okay. It was like sort of a, not really belated Christmas present, but I got it for, her. and she's nice. played a little bit and I've, I've sort of like toured around with it, but mm-hmm. it, not anything sort of like super major. Um, so yeah, it it's definitely interesting, and the the couple of times I've used it, it's definitely like I sort of took it at the not super hardcore, but like yeah. so, like like there's like easy, normal, hard, and and I'm like I'm like mm-hmm. I'm either like somewhere in between normal and hard or whatever. Like I'm yeah. like oh, yeah, I'm I'm sort of like, but it I busted a sweat and like the, the for the ten minutes or whatever, I was like. Mm-hmm. Like it's and that that ring, man. Like too, like even some like the like the squeezing and the stretching and like all the different movements. It it's kind of it can be kind of brutal. Yeah, like at first it's like, oh, this isn't much at all, and then it's like, okay, do twenty reps of it, and you know, by fifteen, you're just like, oh shoot, like, like oh man, I am out of like, like uh, super out of shape. <laughs> I'm getting tired. Yeah, yeah e- exactly. I've I've thought about it might be an interesting sort of thing to incorporate on like non-lifting days. Yes, exactly. And so I have changed over from elliptical to using ring fit. Okay. Um, just because like I'm pretty stoked on it right now. And so I'm kind of riding the wave a bit mm. um, and, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's a nice little tool. Um, it is, it's a little different. Okay. So you said you're between medium and hard. Really, the difficulty level is just how many reps you do of mm. each of each exercise. Yeah. So like certain exercises are still like killer, even if you're on easy, because it's still it can still be pretty rough. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So so, it, yeah, it depends. Like the game does not necessarily ease you into it. No. <laughs> it's just kind of like go for it. Um, and I think that's why I kind of started off and I just wasn't used to running in place. Uh, but it's definitely, so uh, I moved from the elliptical. So basically like elliptical, yes, it would burn more calories, but because this is more of like a full body thing, um, it's made me realize some muscles that I don't use very often <laughs> have gotten sore very easily playing this game. So um, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to use it, use it like uh, varying, uh, varying amounts because I am still lifting Kind of every other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on those days, I only use it for a little bit, whereas I'll use it like two or three times as much on on off days. Just kind of my routine right now. So uh, I'm I'm just really stoked on it. So it's fun. Yeah, Ring Fit yeah. Adventure. 
Very cool. Um, so uh, we talked about Ultraman a little bit. Been watching Ultraman. Been watching Ultraman Jeed with my kids, and we are Jeed. loving it. <laughs> I go. You go. You go. Here we, we go. go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, so yes. much fun. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Super stoked. Uh, we're, well, we started the 20th episode, but we did not finish it. So we're nearing the end because I think mm. there's 25 episodes in the season. Uh, oh, really? So you haven't seen Belial's final form. I guess not. Oh, I guess not no. his final form because right his now it's just form K. Is super good. Nice. Oh, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'm glad to hear that he comes back. Um, so, uh, yeah, bought more Ultraman seasons. So I'm going to be watching Ultraman for the foreseeable future uh, with the with the kiddos. Really digging it for a lot of different reasons. One thing I mentioned that uh, was talking with Wes about it just a little bit, just saying how he got me hooked, is that I really appreciate the heroism in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your main character in Jeed is the son of like the super bad guy, the super the villain. And, you know, he finds that out, you know, spoil, sorry, I didn't say spoilers, you know, but you find that out within the first couple episodes. And so yeah. you see him kind of like wrestling, like, even though that's his lineage, he still wants to protect people. You've got another character who's a dad, uh, who's got a daughter, you know, and a wife. And, and he's really, you know, yeah, fighting to protect them, to protect their country. And it's just like, yeah, it, it's just this, this sense of heroism in the show is very strong where it doesn't have to, you know, have these weird nuances that everything seems to have nowadays of just like, well, when you take it from a different perspective, maybe the bad guy's not really that bad. And maybe, you know, like certainly there's redemption that's touched on in the show as well. But like the good guys are just trying to be good guys, you know, and like fighting through stuff. So anyways, uh, really enjoying it and stoked on watching more Ultraman because now I'm hooked. So the only other thing in terms of reading, uh, you know, like I said, preached and then uh, been doing a lot of schoolwork. So I have not been reading anything outside of like assigned readings and then scripture and and stuff for for Bible study. But I was reading earlier today for my class and I wanted to share this quote because it really kind of threw me for a loop. Um, I was reading an article by K. Scott Oliphant and it taught or all of, yeah, that's how you pronounce it, Oliphant. Um, Often, yep. And uh, in the article is about is about epistemology, so the nature of knowledge, um, how we know what we know, kind of a thing. And uh, there was something in here that, yeah. Anyways, uh, without going too deep into it, there was a lot in the article that I should that that kind of went over my head, uh, and I had to reread it multiple times to kind of make sense of it. But hopefully, this doesn't get too too weird and off the ground. Hopefully you can kind of grasp some of this um, because I'm just kind of going to cherry pick it right out of the middle here. Uh, But he says, um, God in creating human beings freely determines to make them in his image, which means in part that their very identity is in its totality wrapped up in who he is and in what he has done. It stands to reason, therefore, that anything that is known or understood would necessarily and automatically be related to him and his character and activity. And then later, um, he goes back to this theme of creation. Uh, He says, A God creates man, both male and female, in his own image. Without detailing just exactly what that image is, there can be no question that it constitutes our basic identity as human beings. 
It means that we are originally, fundamentally, and eternally image. This truth goes hand in hand with the fact that God is our ultimate environment. In our environment, therefore, we all, as human beings, live our lives quorum Deo. We live our lives in the presence of him in whose image we are. And that perspective just kind of like took me back a little bit, like, mm-hmm. like especially after kind of like rocking me with this whole idea of the nature of knowledge, but then centering or grounding this idea of humanity as image bearers and that inherent connection that we have to, to God himself. And just that idea of like, oh, our purpose, like our very create, like our very identity, what Oliphant says is that we are, our, our identity is wrapped up in who God is because we are to bear his image. So like, yeah. that's who we were created to be. And so that like, it just, it just, it's not that I didn't know it, but it's like a different perspective on this idea of like, oh, wow. Like, so anytime we try and live outside mm-hmm. of God's will for us, like we're actually doing harm to our very like created purpose. Mm-hmm. Like we're going outside of this idea of we were created to bear his image and live with him. So so the only way that we can truly know our identity is by knowing who God is so that we can reflect that image to the world and to others. And so that also talks about how we are, you know, built for a world, like to be inhabiting something else, because if we are image bearers, then that necessarily infers that we are showing that image to someone else. That's a whole other topic. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, anyways, that just kind of like, whoa, that was, it was a really cool realization from that perspective of like image bearers as uh, a way of saying that we are inherently like tied to God. And it's not that I didn't know that, it's just a cool way of thinking through like, yeah. oh, wow, uh, like our, our rebellion is a denial or our decision. I say rebel. It is rebellion, but like it's, it, can, it can seem so subtle of just like our choice to live um, apart from God's will, you know, like going off on our own and doing whatever without even considering God actually does damage it, harms what we were actually created to do. And so therefore, in order to know who we are, we have to know who God is. We inherently know some of who God is. Uh, but well, and that idea, yeah. The well, more we know God, of, the more we can know ourselves, which is- And oh, it yeah, sort of right. does highlight the tragedy of sin and sort of yeah. going against yeah. the, the grain of the universe, so to speak, you know? And mm-hmm. like, they're really like, and it just talks about like, you know, it's- I think we have a, a tendency to maybe downplay the severity of, of sin. But oh, like yeah. it is poison. Mm-hmm. It is like it is destructive. And yep. that that in a way is because God is is good, that is why he must punish it. Because yeah. it is cancerous. Mm-hmm. Like that and, and I think like we sort of want to like poo-poo it and sort of like sort of downplay it, but like I look at like what heroin does to people like mm-hmm. that's a great sort of analogy for what sin does to humanity. And mm-hmm. like, as far as like on sort of like in, in, and again, it, it falls short, but like the sort of like on a like cosmic level, 
like we're all just getting high on our own supply <laughs> and it's killing us yeah. Yeah. and you know and but it's the the junkie like the junkies are junkie because they don't see that because yeah. they and like even if you do see it like there's sort of a willful ignorance that sort of goes in anyways yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. Ep epistemology is is a bear man and it'll, it'll it'll tie your brain up into little pretzels and leave you mm -hmm. squealing um, yeah yeah and then doubting like that you know anything that you believe you know or well yeah at the base of it is like the only way that you can actually know anything is if there is an actual repository of knowledge mm -hmm. or you can reject that you could reject that and say the radical extreme is that every man is an island that there is no no objective truth that only anyways uh, yeah, yeah anyways yeah, we don't yeah. we don't have to I get mean, into but, it <laughs> yeah once you reject that but, though like yeah once you reject that you sort of you, there's no like there's nihilism for sure it's, yeah mean, it's just yeah and that, and that's 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 it just comes back to it, like sort of even sort of with like the the sort of uh, presuppositional sort of approach and everything right like yeah. the minute you reject the god of the bible and and sort of the absolute truth that he is not just that he represents but that he is every, you know everything just goes sideways like yeah. because yeah. like you've unmoored yourself from there's anything. You, you're not t yeah exactly there is no tether there's no touch point and it is sort of like that well the, the crux of the whole presuppositional argument is that you know for any worldview outside of christianity to have any sort of moral significance it has to borrow from christianity Mm -hmm. or just flat out steel i think there's ways for like people to work semantics around this stuff like and to sort of like sort of dismiss it and whatever but the reality is like what the, the what that those arguments are actually pointing out is sort of like is never fully addressed by any sort of like whatever anyway and it's mm -hmm. not and and I, and I don't know you and I have had those conversations before like I think there's a lot of like when you start getting into some of that stuff you can get pretty weird there's yeah. uh anyways uh yeah but um you know you know what before we sort of close out this backlog report there okay. is one thing there is a game that I forgot that I've sort of been playing I've owned it for a while but it's called um Road Not Taken it's by a developer called Spry Fox uh okay they're sort of a small indie sort of thing. They did a game called Triple Town. Uh, there was a mobile game that I loved. Uh, uh, I think a game called Alpha Bear that was a word game. It, th th their stuff is very interesting. Uh, I, I really actually love Triple Town because it's basically sort of like a, it's sort of a, a sim like building game, but it's like okay. you basically get like these groups of three and you can make stuff. So it's like, Three bushes turns into a tree. Three trees turns into a house. Three houses turns into a mansion. Three mansions turn into a castle. You know, and but there's all sorts of like so there's just constantly like it's like a little. Anyways, check it. Like if it it's hard and it just like it gets okay. like pretty hmm. like mind breaky after a little bit. Like there's like it's like looking like you have to like be playing like some 4D chess underwater with <laughs> anti gravity boots kind of stuff going on like after all like i've i've watched some playthroughs where i'm like how did your brain work to that point where you're like no this is like yeah it just gets bonkers, bonkers <laughs> but it's it's good um nice i like it road anyways but yeah so road not taken 
Well, Road Not Taken is actually sort of, it's not, tri- that's Triple Town is the match okay, three. Okay, okay, that's, a, yeah. That's what yeah. Triple Town is. It's three, um, yeah. Cause it, but Road Not Taken, it's basic premise is like, there's sort of these screens where you, and you have to basically, you play through a year and each year you have to go into the woods and rescue kids. And you like you do that like you have the staff that like sort of like picks up whatever's beside you, and it's a grid, like it you know there's like sort of like a grid. There's no overlay, but there's a grid, and so the like the four blocks directly beside you, you'll pick up whatever's beside you, and then when you let go, it'll fire them off into whatever directions. And some of these things have different physical rules. So some things when you fire them off, they'll hit something and they'll change color. Some things like, and you might need that to solve a puzzle to open up another room. But there's, you also have like a limited energy sort of meter that sort of like keeps ticking down the whole time. Um, And every time you like, if you carry stuff, it pulls that down, but it's also like your life meter. Like, but so it becomes sort of, about puzzles like using things with the least possible effort like and it's really kind of like bonkers and i like it but it's also it is also hard and it's like <laughs> but it's good it's good so nice. I, I i meant to bring it up and i kind of forgot about it and then but yes road not taken and I, I have no idea if i'll ever beat it or not but it is sort of just <laughs> become sort of like a like little like i'm gonna play this for like an hour and then like when to like pull my hair out but also have <laughs> a lot of fun at the same time anyways nice so cool all right with that we will have a word from our friends yeah. obi-wan never told you what happened to your father he told me enough he told me you killed him no i am your father no no that's not true that that's impossible this is such an incredible moment. A memory that will bring joy to the hearts of millions of people for generations. Wait, wait, what? The sort of thing they talk about on the Retro Station podcast. The stories, movies, music, moments that brought us together as a people that we enjoyed with friends. <laughs> You laugh about this with your friends? My life has been a lie! Exactly. This is wonderful. (laughs) You're crazy! No, everyone agrees this is a truly classic moment. Wait, wait a minute. Did you kill Mom then? I'd rather not talk about that. Oh, I, I bet they talk about that on the retro station, huh? What a classic moment that was when Mom died? Actually, most people thought that was a bit of a letdown. They made memes making fun of it. They they made memes of Mom? The Retro Station Podcast. Celebrating all those things that made us nerds. So, Josh, tonight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we've already sort of established that we are good at being bad at brevity. It's um, true. And like, an hour to get through our backlog report <laughs> and general chit chat yeah um, mm-hmm. no and hopefully people have, have uh enjoy that um but we have and i and i sort of made a bit of an illusion a little bit of foreshadowing mm-hmm. uh, or with my opening bit when i sort of did well i, I could have done this i could have done you're this. a writer i was uh suffering from a little bit of uh analysis paralysis Ooh. 
or paralysis of analysis or whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I've heard it. Mm -hmm. However you want to say it. But uh, we're talking, we're going to take a few minutes and this is sort of, it, it's not anything that we haven't tackled before um, in, in many ways, but, you know, but it's sort of just tackling, like sort of looking, asking the question, like, you know, how do you choose what you're going to play next? Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but especially given the context, like you and I, we are no strangers to large backlogs. Mm. We have some big old backlogs. It's quite uh, some beef. Now, backlogs. I have several hundred games for my PS4 alone, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a fair amount of them are PS Now game or PS Plus games. Okay, not now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mixed up, but there's also just a bunch of stuff. Like last year, I bought a bunch of games. Now I bought them on sale, mm -hmm. but yep. that was sort of. I think that was a bit of the rubber banding from uh, the backlog golf. And in combination with sort of like the year that was 2020, mm -hmm. um, you know, yep. which is the year which shall not be named, <laughs> you know, like, um, but, you know, and I thought too, now, and we had planned this, I think, before he released that art, but a friend of the show, uh, Jonathan uh, Hodrick, um, John mm -hmm. Hodrick, John O'Spark uh, on our Discord, he actually had a little bit of an article slash editorial uh you know published to the trg site website mm -hmm. whatever you know you know what i'm saying i'm sure that our super intelligent and beautiful listeners know what i'm saying mm -hmm. if they don't i'm sure that they are more than able to sort of google aforementioned facts it's um, pretty easy the reformgamers.com yep there you go and they go there uh our friend john he wrote an article sort of thing. And we're just sort of talking mm -hmm. about like how he goes through his process and how he chooses what to play and sort of tackled it from the perspective that, you know, he plays RPGs, which f happen to be fairly time intensive. Right. And it just, but I just thought it was sort of timely in the sense that like, we were like, ah, we're going to be talking about this stuff. And I thought uh, he wrote a little bit about it. And I thought I'd throw a little bit of a plug in there and say, Go read that article if you haven't already, because it's full of good things. Yeah. Um, but it's I've been going on for like five minutes, and here's the point. When you have a big old backlog, it can be pretty daunting to sort of like think about where to get started um, mm -hmm. and just how to sort of like tackle that. Or maybe even asking the question, should you try and tackle that? Oh. Um, which... Yeah, we, we might get a little bit into that. The uh, the good old-fashioned sunk cost fallacy. And I'm of mm -hmm. two minds when it comes to that. So, mm -hmm. But we will touch on that. Uh, so now that I've actually finished my roundabout <laughs> intro to our topic <laughs> for tonight's show, yeah. uh, what, what, what kind of thoughts do you have here, Josh, when, when, when we were sort of bouncing this around and talking and thinking about this? Yeah, so um, I, I do think some of the things that I came up with as I'm looking through the article again, I'm like, oh yeah, he touched on that. Yeah, 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 no, he he said that. So it is kind of going to be reiterating. And and one thing, if you do, well, you're listening to this podcast, so clearly you don't care um, that we tend to talk for quite a while. Um, but one thing I did really appreciate about the article is it is nice and concise and clear. 
and yeah, you can just, you can just blow through it in just a couple we, minutes. We got to get him on, but I'm afraid great it idea. would be a very short podcast because uh, he is so- <laughs> He knows uh, how to get to the point. Yeah, he's he's so good at being concise and to the point that uh, he might might just eliminate all of our bad at brevity-ness. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It might happen. Um, but regardless, uh, yeah, some, some of the things that, that I know I do in, I guess, as I look at my backlog, okay. So it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Is that I have a diverse, uh, backlog because Mm -hmm. I have so many games. Like I am able to be like, Oh, I'm in the mood for a JRPG. Let's take a look at what I have. I'm in the mood for, to be fair, when aren't you? Yeah. Okay. The answer to that is when I've played like two or three in a row. Mm. That's when I'm not. Mm. That's when I'm not. But then once I play one or two other games, um, I, I start getting that itch again. I mean, that, you know, I just talked about how I just played Soul Hackers, right? And that was because I hadn't played a Shin Megami Tensei game in like four games. So let's do another one. Because, man, I just can't get enough. You just, uh, you just sure. wanted to be devastated and have your teeth kicked in. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's just something about that that I love because I'm a masochist. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. I like Dark Souls and I like Shin Megami Tensei. Um, no, but yeah. So th- thinking thinking about this, okay, th- it can cause this analysis paralysis, option paralysis. There's just so much to choose from. Like, what am I actually going to pick? Um, you know, kind of the uh, get out of jail free card is like, oh, do a draft, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Join in with the community. Um, and I've done that with the last few games that I'm playing as well is that, you know, it was nice and easy to just post something on Patreon mm-hmm. or in the group and Facebook and just be like, hey, guys, what should I play? Like, these are the games that I want to play. Um, what are your thoughts in it? And and primarily with PS4, I have a bunch of games that I haven't played because it was new to me last year, got a bunch at Black Friday, you know, and I've been picking up games. And so I've only played a handful of PlayStation 4 games, but I own a bunch more. Um, and there and there were a number, um, and the ones that kind of, you know, Yakuza 0 stuck out to me. I want to get into that franchise. Uh, Nier Automata, I've had it for a year and I haven't touched it. And so that's what I ended up playing. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is another one. And the only reason, so Horizon and Nier were both, had the same amount of votes in the draft that I had. The reason I went with Nier is because I just finished God of War. And so like, to, to me, in my head, Horizon seemed similar enough to God of War that I chose Nier. Did, not realizing that Nier is kind of an open world game as well. Um, but regardless. Yeah. You know, the, so so that's kind of the easy answer. It's like, oh, ask other people. Yes, it's the easy answer. But I think there is something to that as well is like, just asking around, seeing what other people think. And, and obviously you can take into uh, account their tastes as well. You know, um, do, do you enjoy those types of, you know, you might not enjoy what your friends enjoy necessarily, but you can get their perspective on different games. Um, and so really, th- th- like, yes, I, I would say, you know, th- it's, it's best friendship. The friendship angle of that is very profitable. So that's a that's a good way to you know go about that, um, but there's also a sense in which, and John talked about this in his article is like doing your research is how he put it, um, but for me it's like if I start looking into a game, um, to like that's kind of how I get an idea. I want to set my expectations 
before I start playing it of what I'm going to play. And sure, there might be a danger of like spoiling a little bit of the game. Um, there are certain games, you know, we talked about Edith Finch last week or last episode that you don't, you want to go in blind. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah but, yeah, yeah. but I also, I'm glad that I knew it was a walking sim, you know, <laughs> like I'm glad I knew what genre it was. I'm glad I, well, I didn't know it was that as short as it was. Um, but there's some things that, that, you know, you have to know about the games and especially when you can't decide what to play next. For me, the more that I look into games, the more I'm able to appreciate them on their own terms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we kind of brought up, you know, playing a JRPG. Like if I'm not, if I have just played a few or I just don't feel like the next game I play, I don't want to spend 40 hours on, then I'm going to steer away from JRPGs. You know, like I'm, I was surprised at how long the Horizon Zero Dawn, it's playtime on how long to beat is. And that's, and that's another thing, okay? I'll, I'll go down this road as well, is um, knowing the, the length of the game before you get started on it as well. Mm-hmm. For me, the older I get is definitely a big part of that. I mentioned how I haven't played Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 yet. In large measure, that's due to the length of that game. <laughs> that... that- um, hundred hour plus price tag so, yeah or, something yeah like that. i don't know how long it is i i've heard it's big beefy yeah right and i just got uh you know it, it around black friday i just got uh three houses friar emblem three houses mm. and that's another one of those enormous games um but which i'm stoked to get into but at the same time it's like okay i want to know what i'm getting into in the front end so that like yeah i'm not gonna expect to beat this game in a month or two months, you know, like I'm in it for the long haul kind of a thing. Well, it's um, interesting, you know, and I just, while you were talking about this, I was thinking about this too. It's like, I've become, as I've gotten older, I've become less spoiler averse. And actually sometimes okay. I'll okay. look at a game like, no, there's some games where I'm like, no, it is way better to just come in cold, come in blind. Mm-hmm. I But there's some games where I'm like, nope, I don't want to know anything about the story, blah, 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 blah. But I'll be honest, like some of like Persona 5, like the only reason I finished that game is because there were times where I just looked ahead. I was like, what's coming down the, the road here that, okay, you know, because like, and, and I didn't spoil everything, but it's like, mm-hmm. sometimes like you get into a game and, and I think it, it has been helpful for me at times to sort of like maybe know a little bit more about the story where I'm just kind of like, oh, oh no, I do want to see this sort, of, this sort of how this plays out, and yeah. so I do think like that. That's because, and that's I know that's slightly off topic, but I've just mm-hmm. sort of that's something that I've noticed about myself where I'm not as big on like like anti spoilers. Like mm-hmm. now there is some stuff where yeah, I don't want to know, but there's also a lot of stuff where I'm like, well, I'll I'll tell you what, like The Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. I. Probably if I had gone into that cold, I might've like, if I, if it hadn't been spoiled for me via the internet and everything, and I probably would have got it and I I probably would have enjoyed it. But I think now that like it's been spoiled for me and I just kind of like, that's not really a story that I'm interested in. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not interested in sort of like going along for the ride. I mm-hmm. think Jonathan John might have even like mentioned some of that in his um his article 
maybe yeah yeah but yeah the, and, um i'm looking at the the, the summary uh bullet points that's what it's yeah. called and the last one is don't be afraid to spoil the game a bit yeah and um, i i just realized that like you know like yeah i think even re- while i was reading that i was like yeah yeah i'm kind of at that point where i'm like yeah sometimes i just like like this this isn't really like jumping out to me this isn't like like I'll give you one that it's sort of like I I think one of the reasons is like uh, the Legends of Heroes, Trails in the Sky. Yes. Mm-hmm. No interest. Like none. Gotcha. Like mm-hmm. and uh, some of that has to do, but it's like I've read through the story and I'm like, mm, okay, like gotcha. fine, move on. Like I think too, some of it is is about payoff. Like yeah, and maybe I'll come totally. back to maybe I'll come back to the cassette uh, at least the Trails in the Sky games because Cold Steel mm-hmm. definitely has like my interest. But okay, like Trails in the Sky, I'm just like I just don't like. I know it's a lot of it's like world building and stuff, but I'm just kind of like like yeah. Anyways, anyways, yeah, I didn't mean to like. No, 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 no. It was it was good. I will give an example, and you know, hate me whatever of a game that. The more that I've thought about it, the more that I've read about it, the more that I've seen like different reviews and story explanations and stuff. At this point, I've had the game completely spoiled for me, and I don't think I'm ever actually going to play is Chrono Cross. Mm. Um, it was, I played a little bit of it when I was younger, uh, didn't like it. Definitely the whole like, oh, this doesn't play anything like Chrono Trigger kind of a thing. And it's, you know weird ps1 game these these weird systems whatever um but as i've read about the story not really interested in it especially in comparison to trigger uh also they just kind of crap on trigger mm-hmm. <laughs> in the game like that it really kind of like goes back on a lot of the themes that trigger and and kind of uh devalues the events in trigger um you know the the whole idea of the cast of you know like 40 characters or whatever I could see a young Josh Broccolo being into that, but at this stage in life, like that sounds more like a chore than mm-hmm. actually enjoy. Like I'd, I'd rather have um, investment in my characters rather than just having a large roster. So, you know, and, and the slog that sometimes early PS one games can be and, or, or that era of JRPGs can be, I just don't think I'm ever going to spend the time to play. I don't think there's any payoff there, even though I've heard it's a good game, even though I've heard the battle system is really good. It just, uh, I'm, I'm at this point Mm. in time, I'm not interested and I don't think I'm ever going to play it. So, so I have had that, that game completely spoiled for me. And that's part of the reason why I don't want to play it is because like the story just does not sound like something that I would, feel good about playing if that makes it that that makes it sound like it's it's um it you know that there is something that that there is bad material in it i just mean it sounds extremely convoluted and again it kind of craps on chrono trigger and uh some of the events in that game and so like i i think i would feel bad like uh, the other thing I'll say is the Final Fantasy VIII. I've talked about it before. Uh, when you finally figure out what's going on in that game, um, spoiler, your characters all have amnesia and grew up together. When I found that out when I was playing the game, I was pissed. Because <laughs> I'm like, I've spent so much time with this game and that's the big like Shyamalan twist reveal thing. Is like, like I don't think you understand how childhood works 
and how memory works that like you could be anyways anyways um i'm saying like i think i would get that same sort of feeling with chrono cross but this this podcast is not about chrono cross what i'm saying is that sometimes you have to be yeah you have to be willing i would say research the games start off with reviews you know a lot of reviews don't give spoilers intentionally don't give mm. spoilers to games and see if it's something the more that you learn i don't i don't know if it's the same with you but with me the more that i learn the more that i hear about um how to appreciate certain games it makes me want to try them you know i've never played a, a crpg before paul talks a lot about them i am interested yeah for reasons that i'm not interested in other games you know but like to actually uh to actually role play, you know, I'm so used to JRPG games where you're not really role playing, you're playing someone else's story. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's intriguing. Okay, let me try and enjoy this on its terms. Mm-hmm. Um, that that will sometimes guide I, my decision making. Well, I think too, and sort of y- y- even talking about like reviews, I think one, I don't necessarily trust a ton of reviews. Yeah. Um, but there are a few people that I know if they say, check out this game, I'm going to check it out just because I trust them. And I think that that's mm-hmm. like knowing that there's somebody out there who's like, whose tastes have sort of been vetted for you mm-hmm. um, is, is helpful. But, you know, that sort of brings me to, I, I think there's like lots of different strategies and stuff that you can sort of like, I think sometimes, and even sort of you talking about like the backlog draft, like, you know, having friends pick out, um, stuff for you and and Wes actually in the Discord when we sort of threw this out to the the, the guys in the Discord he actually mentioned this and I'm just going to read his comment because I I found like myself sort of like not really shaking my head but being like oh yeah no this is kind of like where I'm at mm-hmm. but he said I tend to gravitate towards choosing games that I've heard talked about recently I have lots of retro podcasts on my queue and can typically get a good variety of multiple games going and I think for me, like I try not to oversaturate my podcast feed with video game podcasts because mm-hmm. gaming can be, I, I need it in a way to be very tertiary. <laughs> like, yeah. But I have noticed that if like, I've sometimes there are games, like I'll be listening to like hardcore, hardcore gaming one one. Like mm-hmm. sometimes they'll be talking about a game. I'm like, Oh yeah, I have that. And like that, like listening to that podcast will actually be the impetus for me choosing like to, to pull that game out and sort of dust that off and either play it or replay it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes uh, Logan over at TRG will have played something and I'm like, oh yeah, like, okay. Like, you know, I'll, I'll check it out or, uh, you know, whoever, but um, yeah. you know, and like Paul, yeah. Like the reason we're going to be playing Baldur's Gate is because, one, he nominated that as a game for us to play for consideration, you know, but two, you know, I, I, as a general rule, kind of trust Paul's opinion, but only, only kind of, only kind of, <laughs> yeah. And I say, and I'm joking, I'm kidding there. I'm just sort of teasing and he knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully longtime listeners know that I just, he's like my go-to, like sort of like whooping bag. I was going to say whoopee cushion. <laughs> Uh, I okay. like to sit yeah, on them works. and make farting noises. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, anyways, um, you know, but it, yeah, like, and I've played some CRPGs before, but not a okay. ton. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to sort of, 
and and he's even gonna like he's even got like pointers for us and sort of like to help us sort of like navigate some of that um yeah but yeah, yeah. so i i did think like that was good but he goes on to say, if nothing sticks out to me, then I do a sampling of a bunch of different games I have sitting around on my system. Give each title a good five to 10 minutes to hook me in, and then whatever I stick with the longest typically becomes his next game. And if all that fails, he lets his son pick for me. He usually has, or not for, for me, for him. And then you know, he goes on to write, he usually has good taste. Mm. And I would say, well, you know, it's a, he's got them good genes, them good henchin dad genes. There you um, go. But I, I I do think too it's it's that's one of the biggest things is like I've just asked people like hey like you know what do you think I ought to pick up sometime mm-hmm. like because you know I I recently re- like talking to Parker and my brother who have different tastes than I do like it, there's there's overlap but mm-hmm. I just went to both of them have played a lot of Call of Duty and Modern Warfare or and or Battlefield. Jeez, mm-hmm. modern warfare is a call of duty. Like too many, uh-huh. there's too yeah. much. This analysis paralysis. Not there's just too many stinking historical shooters. Anyways, <laughs> I went to them and said, out of COD and Battlefield, what do you guys recommend? And they gave me a couple recommendations. And based on those recommendations, I made purchases. And I'm going and sort of like I have some stuff, and I'm going to be playing through those at some point in time. You know, That's- so it's like. It, it just does come back to sometimes just letting people kind of push you in different directions. And that can be like, I, I think to sort of a breath of fresh air, you yeah. know, like, cause it's like, that's not stuff that I would have picked out for myself. Exactly. Exactly. So. It's sort of like blind spots in gaming and not that, mm-hmm. you know, you have to experience everything, but yeah, th- to get outside of just kind of your, your regular way that you play, it's fun sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you do find yourself in, in like, you have all these games to play and you don't know which one to play. Like, yeah, let's because mo- more than likely if your friends are suggesting something, they have thoughts on that too. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, strike up a conversation about yeah. it, and, you know, see what they, what they enjoy about it and stuff like that. So yeah, the, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's just fun to invite someone else in on that decision-making process as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I would, I think it's, behooves us as well just based on the nature of this podcast too is that um you know as i get older i game in different ways now uh oh sorry hit my microphone there um but i i do think there are two ways that you might find yourself with this same like oh i don't know what to play next this this sense of of not knowing out of all the games that you have what to play next Okay, and there's one I think that you well, I would just I would just warn you that if if you are say, oh, I have like this time to kill that I always dedicate towards video games and now I'm just uh, I'm not feeling games like uh, I guess I can play something. I've got all these games I have to play. I guess I can pick something out. If you if you're feeling like you have to choose another video game, at that point I would say put down the controller. Mm-hmm. like find something else to fill that time walk I, away for a bit yeah yes yeah i i think video games is an activity um you know just because we talk about stewardship a lot and because i've experienced this in the past couple of weeks <laughs> of not really being able to play uh very much just because i have other priorities um i, I think it's important that you know like it, if you're feeling burnt out 
like to reassess your time and what you're investing in just your different areas of life. And if, if you feel like you need to pick a video game just because you need to be playing something, I think that's a warning sign of you need to put it, you need, you to, just need to put the walk away down. for a little bit, like take some time yeah. off sort of yeah. re, like th at that point to me. Yeah. That's, that's a bit of a red flag. You need to recalibrate and sort mm -hmm. of re-examine your priorities. And yeah. I, I, I don't have it like that's burnout. That's fatigue yeah. setting in. And that's because you've overindulged. Like yeah. you have sort of like, you're so overstimulated at that, at that point in time, the, the loop isn't going to be beneficial. Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah so i i didn't mean to spend a ton of time on that no, but i do a, think it point. needs to be brought up yeah so so when we're talking about this analysis paralysis i say it's primarily in the realm of just like oh man there's so many good options like what good option am i gonna play mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's that's generally what I feel when I look at my and, and then I hang my head in shame because I'm like, I have all these good games that I haven't played before um, that, that I've owned for so long. Uh, so so this is more this is this is a happy time of like not being stuck between a rock and a hard place, but being stuck between, I don't know, two very good things. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. am I going to, you know, what, what, what's, it's like being in an arcade, like, oh man, what cabinet am I going to run towards first? You know, what's mm -hmm. going to get my first quarter kind of a thing, as opposed mm -hmm. to just like, uh, yeah. And yeah, I guess I can play something else. I guess I can play the next Assassin's Call of Battlefield Halo. I don't know. Anyways, I'm, I'm just being a turd. FIFA Madden. Uh, FIFA, FIFA 2099. Mm -hmm. yeah roster update Gr version 6.0 grand, grand sport super deluxe <laughs> brothers uh -huh. edition like you know, just yes featuring dante from the devil may cry series yes uh <laughs> anyways um so some more since and we brought transactions oh fun 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 mm. oh <laughs> since since we brought up some um commentary from discord uh let's just jump down to the next one that was wes Isaac says that he typically chooses games that are around 15 to 30 hours to beat. Uh, he does play 100 plus hour games like Assassin's Creed Odyssey every once in a while, but I feel like I can more easily access, access games that are shorter. And then uh, games that don't have an impossible achievements list. I like to see that shiny platinum trophy after putting in the work. Um, I think if these, if these resonate with you, awesome. This is generally not how I play video games. <laughs> no, nope. I'm not super concerned on achievements personally, and uh, but I will say I definitely take into account the hour count. In I was I was going to say I think there are a couple of things there that sometimes I do play a game just because I'm like oh, I just want to chase down some some of these trophies because the trophy okay. list the trophy list can be interesting, yeah. um, and sort of like I'm like ah oh, like this is compelling and like I think the trophies can be an interesting addition to the meta mm -hmm. um yeah i mentioned streets of rays 4 like i'm replaying it because like it's like the characters all play differently and the the trophy is sort of like an easy little like meta incentive um yeah. i also think you and i i think both do some sort of variation of like now and i think there's a couple different parts of this next next bit that i'm going to spit out here but take assessment of what you own like go through mm -hmm. what you have. Like I've been talking about how I need to really just sit down and do like my backlog spreadsheet. And mm -hmm. I, I do need to do that. And maybe I'll carve some time out during this, you know, 
my vacation. It's not likely, but I might, I might. And this is where how long to beat becomes a pretty useful tool. Um, yes. It's not an ideal sort of circumstance. And I find myself sort of far in a way, always like exceeding the sort of normal play times on HL. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's usually, that's usually about 80% of my play time. Like I, I would add a good like 10 to 20% of what it says, yeah. but that's just me. Yeah. yeah. But I think like, basically mm -hmm. I think you and I both have some, sort. we we've cultivated sort of, um, what I've terminate like what I've termed as I have the short list and then I have long form games. Yeah. And so the short list is like basically like I think 15 hours and below like stuff that okay. can be yeah. beaten in a sitting or two or three. 15 um, hours. Well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But keep going. I'm you sorry. know what I'm saying? It's like if you yes. have like a couple evenings, yeah. you could sort of like, you know, crank through them. Whereas like sort of the criteria is like if you have like a day off where there's zero expectations and you have like no plans like and all you did was kind of play through that you could beat it within that 15 like a 15 hour time frame mm -hmm. not that i'm saying that would be healthy or that's even advisable <laughs> but it's you know these sort of like shorter experiences um and then i have long form which is that sort of 15 and above which mm -hmm. is like these are these are games that like I'm going to be playing for a number of months. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll play like I'm I'm looking at sort of saying like the the game time over like a two or three month long period is going to be sort of dedicated to that. And so mm -hmm. that and that helps me to sort of like navigate. Like, you know, like I'll usually have a long form game or two sort of in my rotation and I'll focus in on one of those probably to to the exclusion of other stuff and then like what i'll do is i'll use a lot of the short form or the short list stuff as sort of like almost like palette cleansers and just sort of bounce yes. around um yes which and that's this sort of a rhythm that works for me a little bit and it also mm -hmm. sort of appeals to like sort of my just my odd some some of my otter tendencies I mean, yeah. that might be like borderline ocd ish but <laughs> No, I, I do think, okay, do you ever get the feeling of just like, I want to blow through a game or like, I want to, I want to get to the end of this quickly. Like I want to beat a game. I want to mm -hmm. start something new, but I also want to beat it. And, yeah, because there is something very satisfying about sitting down, like, you know, having, spending a couple hours and just being done with something and being yeah. able, like one of the things I think that makes, you know, sort of looking back to last episode when we talked about what remains of Edith Finch, I think one of the things like, and it's not the entirety of it, but one of the things that is so incredibly satisfying about that game is it's like a two, three hour long experience. Yeah. Like you sit down, you can do it in the, in an evening. Like mm -hmm. I, I think journey yeah. in, in a very similar way yep. is, is one of the, the appealing things is that you sit down, you can do it in an evening. Mm -hmm. And then you can sort of walk away from it and it's done. And that's, yeah. there's something very cool about that. Yes. I, and I recently did that with bloodstained uh, curse of the moon mm -hmm. as well. And that came off the heels of God of war and soul hackers, which are not huge games in and of themselves, but they're, they're uh, upwards of over 20 hours long. And so I had spent a decent amount of time playing through them. So I wanted to play something real short, just, you know, you mentioned that you use the term palate cleanser. Mm -hmm. It was kind of that sort of sense of just like, I want something 
you know, that's real, like kind of just arcadey action kind of feeling that's going to be, that's going to feel really satisfying to play and I'll be able to finish it real quickly. Um, and turns out it was a great game. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely, and that's why I said, you know, when I started out, like just looking up and doing a little bit of research on the front end, I want to set my expectations for what I'm going to play, especially as I, as I have to be more, uh, selective with what I play and when I play it, I want to know these things on the front end. And so I do some research, how long, uh, yeah, how long to beat is I use that all the time as well as just YouTube reviews and things like that, where I get some perspective on the game in question before I jump in. Uh, so the final comment that we got from uh, Mr. Dorian, friend of the show, or patron, Baruchacho himself, Dorian, uh, says, I pick an adventure or two and stick with it until it's done, or at least make it my main game. I may fit a smaller game around it. For example, currently playing God of War and Dragon Quest XI, during which time I've rolled credits on Scott Pilgrim and What Remains of Edith Finch. Now I'm focusing on the two main games at the moment until I see fit to slide a smaller game in there. Also, I can't do two RPGs slash open world games at a time. Seems daunting. Yes. What, yeah. All of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, those games also that he mentioned all sound absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, man. I like, I like, uh, I like some of that, that, that blend. It's like he's got some, yes. like, there's some good stuff going on there. Uh, he actually put in in the discord while we were recording it popped up he actually rolled credits on god of war just um, finished so it just yeah, finished man. it got himself a nice congrats. negative one there and the ye old backlog beatdown. um so congrats boyo uh love it um, love it um, so but i think it's along the same lines of what we've been talking about just changing it up a little bit feeling some some different things different lengths in there uh different types of games so it doesn't feel like you have to go on this huge epic quest every time you start a new game and i don't want to 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 belabor too much stuff here like i don't want to like mm-hmm. sort of go yeah. on for the sake of going on but there are a couple other thoughts that i had so okay. some of this is not just like sort of figuring out like how we make progress in our backlog but it's actually how do we make the decision on what to play next and okay. and i think you know going back to john's article um he does talk about the sunk cost fallacy where it's like, okay. just because you spent money on a game doesn't mean that you necessarily have to play it. I would even sort of like go on to say, just because you own something doesn't necessarily mean you have to play it. Yeah. Okay. And so I think one of the biggest questions is like, if you like, there have been games now, and, and it doesn't mean that occasionally I have been sort of surprised by something. Like there's something where I'm like, oh, I'm not kind of into this. I don't think I'm going to be into this, blah, 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 blah. Like prime example, Anthem. I was just kind of like, I was like, uh, I don't really like this kind of stuff. And then I played it in a few hours and I was like, this is fun. It's not like blowing my mind, but I actually was in, enjoyed my time in it. But I do think it is worthwhile to ask a question like, will you enjoy playing this? Like legitimately, like does, does something about this game sort of actually speak to you? Um, no, and again, it's not to say like, you know, we even brought it up. Like you know, a lot of times, you know, it's good to sort of stretch and be challenged and sort of like maybe look at other stuff in different genres that we don't play or whatever. But I think sometimes just even asking the question, okay, just because you have a game, again, doesn't necessarily mean that you have to play it. Just because you bought something doesn't necessarily mean you have to play it. Although, you know, caveat here, if you find yourself buying a lot of stuff that you just aren't playing and have no intention of playing, 
at that point in time, there's some problematic that 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 would I think sort of be some problematic spending patterns. Just kind of mm-hmm. like if you're just some red it, flags there. Yeah, buying yeah. it to have it. And hey, if you have like tons of disposable income, well then uh, become a patron. Uh, uh, you know, join our Patreon and let us buy more games. I don't know, or, or you know, I'm I'm being smart, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I think a lot of times, and I sort of fall prey to that. Like, I feel like if I bought mm-hmm. something, I want to play it. Yep. But there's also like a lot of stuff where I'm just sort of saying like, I don't have the time. I actually mm-hmm. have no real desire to play this anymore, even though I did maybe a year or two ago, or I thought there was a, a, a sweet deal. And I was like, oh, I'll get around to it eventually. But like, don't buy or don't play games that you're pretty sure you aren't going to like. Well, I'll give you an example. I really enjoyed the Mega Man games when I was younger, like mm-hmm. Mega Man 2 and 3, like super fond memories playing those. Like, you know, I could beat Mega Man 2 blindfolded at one point in time in my life. Ooh. I played, not really, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like I was super into that game. Yeah. Played the snot out of it for a while. And it's like, and now I'm just, uh, don't ask me to, but years ago, Mega Man 9 and 10 came out this sort of mm-hmm. like the the retro sort of throwbacky titles i passed on 11 just because i bought 9 and 10 and they kicked my teeth in and i had no mm-hmm. desire to just sort of throw myself so i passed on 10 even though visually i think it, it's very appealing and i don't mind some of that stuff and it's not to say that i'll never go back to those but like they were not fun and there's a difference between mm. sort of like, okay, so there's like Dark Souls or Bloodborne. That's not fun, but that kind of becomes fun. <laughs> and then there's like, in, in a very sort of like self-loathing feel, filled uh, way. Uh, mm-hmm. It was supposed to be much funnier, but then I stumbled over my words. <laughs> sounding like a nincompoop. But I guess I just kind of keep coming back to this. It's like, sometimes just just pick something that looks like fun and, and get mm-hmm. to it don't overcomplicate this or, or here, here's one that worked for me. So that road not taken that I mentioned in the backlog report, mm-hmm. I bought that years ago when I first bought the PlayStation, my PlayStation okay. four. And I'd kind of been meaning to get around to it and meaning to get around to it. And I was like, ah, I was sort of looking through all the games that I have on my digital library. And I was like, Hey, I never beat this. I never really even gave this thing like a, like I played a little bit, but I never gave it a fair shake. And it's mm-hmm. turned out to be a fairly enjoyable sort of little burn. So I'm just saying like, you know, just sometimes just pick something that you think that you might possibly enjoy and just go after it for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't overcomplicate it with like, well, I spent money on this and I need to play it. Well, no, you don't. It's or, you know, I have this and I've been meaning to play it. It's like. Here's the other, just something that I like I've gotten rid of, or I try to get rid of just mm-hmm. because there's like four entries into the series doesn't necessarily mean I need to play all four before. Like, yeah. like, yeah. So like uh, I'm playing metal gear solid three on my Vita. Well, sort of playing mm-hmm. it. I haven't touched it in a couple of days, but, and it's like, and eventually I'm probably going to play uncharted two before I play. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've fooled around with, the other uncharted games but you know what i'm saying it's just like it's one of those things where i'm just like i'm just gonna play what i hear is the best and if i like it i'll go back and i'll play the other ones but if i don't 
I've played the best that the series has to offer and I can move on. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is uh, one way to choose what you're going to play next is to take all your games and bring them into your room and dump them out, all of them out on the floor and one by one, touch it, hold it to your chest and ask, does this spark joy? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and if it's you were like, where is he going with this? <laughs> no, I, I saw I saw that coming as soon as you said touching it and holding it to your chest, and I was like, I was like, you got to reference a little bit of Marie Kondo. I appreciate that. I mean, and that's this this is why people should have physical libraries versus digital ones. Exactly. You can't you yeah. can't hold a digital game to your chest and ask the question, no. "Does this spark joy?" You can't tell. You cannot do that. You, controller might spark your fingers i don't know what i'm saying anymore uh anyways i i think i think that's pretty much it the only other thing that i had noted and again this just has to do with the way that i play games now that i'm older is that i do take into account the medium on which i play them Mm -hmm. uh, along with you know how long it's going to be is like how much time can i actually devote to because i i have a lot more game time handheld than i'm able Mm -hmm. to on console I'm pretty much only confined to console after the kids go to bed because as of now, uh, before the kids wake up, I'm usually trying to to get some exercise in as opposed to play video games when I first wake up. So it's really only at the end of the day where I'm able to take over a screen, uh, one of the, you know, a TV or something like that uh, to play a console game, whereas handheld, um, I'm able to put a little bit more time into. So I'm much more reticent to reticent. That's not the term that I was thinking. I'm much more likely to uh, play a longer game handheld than on Mm, console. mm. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, reticent actually means the opposite Opposite. of what... Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much all my thoughts on analysis paralysis. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like you said, kind of get over it. Um, Just play something. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good to to think through, like... or, Or for me it is good to go in with an expectation of what I'm going to get out of this so that I can appreciate it more. So let's, let's, let's sort of do some like bullet points recap to sort of Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, I think one of the things we said is maybe get other people involved, ask other people what they think Mm -hmm. you should play. That I think that's, that's always a great place to start, you know, sort Mm -hmm. of play something that you might actually, you've been me, you know, instead of just saying, well, I've been meaning to play this, Play that game. Just yeah. Play that one. Um, give it, give it the old college try, and if it doesn't hook you, that's okay, because you've got other good games in your backlog to play. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like you know, play stuff that you've been yeah sitting on for a while. You mm-hmm. know, just give it the old college go. Like you know, don't be afraid to sort of mix it up a little bit. Like if you've been playing a bunch of JRPGs, or you know, if you've been playing a bunch of like, you know open world sort of exploratory like you know maybe play a puzzle game um Mm -hmm. play like a platformer or you know just play play don't be like if you have something that's sort of sitting in your library that's outside of your wheelhouse play it like dude like i'll be honest um i had like i enjoyed first person shooters but i when i played doom 2016 really (laughs) re like sort of ignited like that really you know what i'm saying like it was like i was like oh yeah i i wasn't gonna bring it up but when you mentioned anthem and how you didn't think you were gonna enjoy it and then you did 
doom is immediately what popped into mm-hmm. my head of just like i did not think just because i haven't you know i don't typically play that type of game and like just getting into it again was like oh this is this is really good <laughs> like yeah. it hooked me yeah uh, it just gets i mean blood pumping you know like find some voices that you trust and sort of like mm-hmm. play the games that they recommend you know yeah. and i you know i i I think it just, and I, and I, I've mentioned this before, but the kiss principle, keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. Like don't overcomplicate this thing. Just like, you know, now if you're sort of like, and, and the, the one caveat that I would sort of throw that if you're saying like, well, I need to play something. No, you don't need to play something. Right. It, like, and if you're looking at it that way, yeah, pump the brakes, like just walk away from it for a little bit. But you mm-hmm. know, a lot of this has to do with like taking stock of what you have and you know then acting on it and sort of mm-hmm. like you know just you know again it just we we have these conversations josh and i have these conversations you know one because we like to talk about this stuff but two hopefully for the listeners that the, these can be encouraging and sort of applicable sort of and and helpful you know mm-hmm like some principles there for, for people to, to, to hold on to. But yeah, you, you know, I, I think we've, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things like just, Hey, play, you know, just pick something and play it. And if you don't like it, move on. Don't feel like, I think that's the other thing. Avoid one of the other things is like, avoid just saying like, well, I started this now I need to finish it. Yeah. Walk away. <laughs> like if, if you're not having fun, like I think even sort of going back to like sort of backlog beatdown, which I did just sort of remind myself I need to. One of the things I am going to try to do with some of my vacation time is clean up the rules and republish that. <laughs> those, oh, okay. get those. Yeah, I mean just sort of tidy, tidy it up, tighten it up, and sort of make it all pretty and and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like give it a few hours, and if it's not speaking to you, move on. Like it's okay. Yeah. Like, but um. I, I I think, and the easiest way to avoid any of this sort of like the the sort of like the burden of having to navigate a backlog, um, is just don't don't have one. <laughs> but we imagine that if you're listening to this, you already have you already do possess mm-hmm. uh, a backlog. I think one more sort of tip that I is like, you know, find sort of a metric or a rhythm that works for you. Like you and I hmm. both do the sort of the short form, long form sort of bounce around. Yeah. And find, find those helpful categories and utilize them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a LeVar Burton on, on reading rainbow. Mm-hmm. used to say, I can't read. No, it's, it escaped me, but it's like, it's like read it for your, you would basically say, don't take my word for don't it. Don't take my word for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. read it yourself and or mm-hmm. whatever it was and but yeah like don't take our word for it just go out try it find stuff that works and then when you do find stuff that works josh well they should probably email us and let us know yeah huh? that's true let us know uh what works for you and what games you're playing we'd love to just interact with you on twitter our handle is at bb downcast you can email us directly at the backlog breakdown at gmail.com we do also have a Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club, where we are keeping tabs on that uh, 2021 Backlog Beatdown, uh, like we've mentioned on the episode before. And we're also talking about that a lot in our Discord server. So if you want to link to that, um, just let us know, and we can let you in there. 
because uh, we're always, you know, having little chit chats in there talking about what we're going to be talking about on the next episode and things like that. So mm-hmm. we'd love to have you. And if you dig what we're doing here, um, there's tons of ways that you can support us. There is Patreon. If you feel like giving us a couple bucks, you can do that patreon.com slash the backlog breakdown. Um, or if you don't want to support us financially, that's totally cool. We would ask that you rate and uh, review if at all possible or, you know, through whatever podcast catcher you have, you know, just get the word out, share it with your friends, tell other people, hey, these guys talk about what you should play next and how to beat down your back. And they don't backlog. suck at it. Well, and they don't, it takes them a long time. Totally. They don't suck at but it completely. All the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They only suck a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Ugh, um, it's getting, but getting yeah, weird. Sharing is caring. So share with your friends. I don't know why I said that either. Um, but regardless, it's true. I think, oh, yes, it is. So care. Hopefully you care. I care. Hopefully you know how much I care. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. But, but if this podcast sparks joy, tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and check out all the other podcasts Beautiful. on the Playwell Network because they're fun too. Yeah, we are a proud member of the P- Playwell Network. Get pwned, mm-hmm. scrubs. Mm-hmm. But along with the Retro Station and the Henshin Dad podcast and Tales from the Rusty Speeder. Now, if they wanted to specifically get a hold of you, Josh, how would they do oh, that? Oh, that's right. You can personally reach out to me on various social medias. Either it's going to be my name or I generally go by Broccolope, spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And I go by Nate underscore McKeever. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think uh, we have sort of, we have done our thing. We have, we, we, we came, we saw, we blathered on. And uh, now it's time for us to, call tonight let them go about their day uh mm-hmm. so we've come we did what we we set out to do more or less what should mm-hmm. they do josh well after you choose a game you keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits that sounds good and the final word goes to the beastie boys Jazz and AWOL, that's our team. Step inside the party, disrupt the whole scene. When it comes to beats, well, I'm a fiend. I like my sugar with coffee and cream. Intergalactic Planet Parody. <laughs>